Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, welcome to Boston Balls, a podcast that's here on the odyssey.com. And of course, you can check it out at the Google Play Store and of course, uh, iTunes. Uh, the Apple podcast, uh, download it, subscribe to it, all those things. And to give you an idea, I'm Pat Caputo, and I've covered sports from here till eternity. <laughs> and I'm with Evan Jenkins, who is the webmaster uh, in Detroit at 97, won the ticket and, and other things. Uh, and uh, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm into drafts. So we look at drafts. Uh, I'm into prospects. We look at prospects. And I'm into the future. You know, everybody talks about history in the past and all that. We might drop a podcast on the Lions history or something along the lines, but for the most part, it's all about projections and the future. So it's graphs, prospects, and the future. Uh, check it out. Uh, we do them on all the sports, uh, Tigers, Lions, Red Wings, Pistons. Uh, but there's been a lot of focus on the NFL draft here uh, with changing landscape uh, with the Lions. So that's what we're doing here today. Uh, talking about the Lions, uh, especially now that it looks like they're going to get the second overall pick, perhaps, uh, from the unlikely source of the Rams. <laughs> what Brad Holmes did, you know, for a while there wasn't looking too good, right? You know, him and Fuentu was the first pick they got, a third-round pick from Syracuse, uh, a cornerback slash safety. He really hasn't done much. He's been hurt, and he just really hasn't performed much. That was from the Stafford deal. And, of course, they traded up for Jamison Williams, who just finally got on the field last week. So you, there's maneuverability. But, you know, getting that second first-round pick now is huge. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Stafford deal, uh, you, you can d- debate all you want. We certainly have about Goff getting him back in the deal. But getting that second overall pick is huge value if they're able to hit another home run, like they did last year with their own pick. Uh, when they took uh, Aiden Hutchinson, who's been about as good as uh, any rookie na- not named Sauce Gardner in the NFL defensively this year. And uh, I think for a lot of Lions fans, Evan, you want to check out all our different podcasts. We've talked about the quarterbacks a lot. A lot. In the whole golf situation. And, uh, you know, my feelings on that is golf's not the long-term answer at quarterback. But I don't like this class of quarterbacks for early picks in the draft. If I have the second overall pick in the draft, and I don't care if Bryce Young is there, I would not take a quarterback at that pick. Maybe with the next pick, which will be either, I don't know, kind of middle of the uh, uh, first round where the Lions pick is ultimately going to land as we're taping this or preparing for uh, Minnesota. They have a five and second, seven record. You know, they've won a few games here which you're not going to be hurt by doing simply because the Rams 
are unlikely to win the rest of the year with all their injuries. So, but I would not, with that first pick, take a quarterback. I would not take Bryce Young, and I would not take C.J. Stroud. I wouldn't take Will Levis. None of those guys. Uh, I would take that early in the draft, and nor would I, uh, based on what I know. And a lot can change with combine and and, and things. Yeah, keep that in mind. But I, I would take another defensive player probably with the next pick. There are some good offensive players, but this draft, uh, the high end players are defensive players. So I, I can I'll tell you four players that uh, I look at for the Lions, if they're there and they get one of these players or two of these players, it would be a good haul based on what I know at this point. Obviously, Will Anderson from Alabama. I'm expecting him to be the first overall pick in the draft. He has the best uh, physical tools. He's been productive. And uh, he's an edge rusher, so it's a premier position defensively. Uh, I look at him as being the the top guy. Uh, then I look at a tackle, uh, Jalen Carter uh, from Georgia, and he's somebody that's going to test off the charts. And when he does test off the charts, his uh, you know people talking about him being really good, uh, they're going to start talking about him being really great. And <laughs> did, did uh, you... he plays for a high 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 uh, pro, profile program that's produced a, a lot of top players, obviously in Georgia. And then the third player that I look at, and I love this guy for the Lions. Uh, he's a three-technique tackle. Uh, you know, he reminds me of Indominican Sue in his physical uh, abilities. He's got that natural strength. He just throws people around. He's quick. He was a top prep uh, player in the country. He's Brian Barisi uh, from uh, Clemson. And uh, I expect Miles Murphy also. You can, I'm not sold on him just watching him. Uh, but his physical tools, like uh, Carter, a lot of people are going to start looking at him and starting to love him as the draft. So those are the four players that I would look at for the Lions as uh, being the ideal guys early in that draft uh, as being able to take off. It leans the defense. Uh, there's one receiver that I really like, and that's uh, Quentin Johnson from uh, uh, TCU. I think he's an outstanding pro prospect. But that's the only one. Smith Najaba has been hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. He, did, he he just didn't seem to really want to come back. And I know uh, Bosa pulled that a few years ago. But uh, and it ended up working out well. He's a great player. Absolutely. Uh, younger Bosa. Uh, Nick. And, and But looking at uh, uh, him, uh, I would say that there would be a slide there. Uh, and uh, Addison uh, from USC top receiver and everything. I think he's going to be really good in the first round guy. I just think Johnson from uh, TCU's just got more sizzle, more speed, uh, more high end deep ball ability. Yeah. So that's where, uh, you know, I look at it uh, for this. I don't think the Lions should be drafting any of the offensive linemen. There isn't somebody that's worth reaching for uh, when all things are considered equal position wise. Uh, it's obviously not that big a need for them at this point. Uh, and uh, running back will be something that I think they can address in, in the uh, other picks that they have. Uh, what is it, top 65? They're probably they have like five, have five picks, picks, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there are a number of good backs. I don't, I don't think you should stretch for a B. John Robinson, although he's very good. Uh, I, I wouldn't do that at this point. But I would try to solidify the defense 
that's how I would look at it. And the corners, I like a couple of the corners. Uh, there's no soft gardener in this. And I don't even think there's a Stingley in it. You know, Kyle Hamilton, he's been a pretty good pro. Yeah. Uh, safety. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like Kylie Ringo a lot from Georgia uh, because of his size. And uh, he's somebody that can cover outside uh, receivers. And I also like uh, uh, the kid from uh, South Carolina a lot, Cam Smith. That's somebody to look at. So there you go. And if the Lions, you know, they, they don't get somebody, maybe Mozzie Smith will be there in the second round for them. Evan. Sure. And, I mean, he's a big uh, run stopper there. But, Pat, did you watch the SEC championship game by chance? Yes, I did. Did you happen to see the play where Carter sacked Jaden uh, Jaden Daniels, right. picked him up with one arm, and with the other arm held up a number one? And I saw that, and that was something, like, I like watching sports for things I've never seen before. That was something I have never seen before, to pick up the quarterback with one arm and to celebrate with the other. It was well, wild. The thing, Evan, uh, about Carter and the thing about Barisi, and the thing that I always look for uh, when it comes down to defensive linemen inside, I'm not talking about the huge guys that are 350 pounds that you plop on the nose. You know, although, you know, somebody like Ayla McNeil who's playing well for the Lions, and they had a player a long time ago, Jerry Ball, who was like that, mm-hmm. but freakish athletes. Vince Walfalk was like that and all that. And some players like Haloti Nada, they're just huge and they're like that. But I'm talking about that 305, 310 pound. Like an Aaron Donald Sioux type deal where they have. Yeah, Aaron Donald is considered undersized. Right. But Aaron Donald does fit into this category, and Carter does, and so does Barisi. Mm -hmm. They're not guys that had to spend a lot of time. I'm sure they have, but they haven't had to spend a lot of time in the weight room to get strong. They are they have what what is natural strength. All right. They they're just strong. And they're strong in a football sense. And so when you're playing inside and those uh, guards are at least as big as you, uh, but they're kind of, you know, they're, they're re- the reason they're guards is that they don't pl- work real well in space, you know, and, as compared to tackles who have to more footwork and they're kind of brawlers. You need somebody in there who can do that. And uh, what the Lions, they have a good nose and a guy that they can flip out. But they, what they need is a three-technique tackle uh, to kind of solidify everything on their defensive line. They could use another edge, uh, depending on what happens with the Okoras moving forward and some of the other factors. Right. You know, was, this development with James Houston is amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible, isn't it, Pat? Do you, is that a flash in the pan, or you think that's actual development there? Well, look, that tackle, he – did you see the play against Jacksonville, right? Yeah, saw, against right? Trevor Lawrence, where I thought he ripped his leg off. Yeah, yeah, but but well, yeah, that tackle was an amazingly violent, swift, like a snake strike. Well, yeah, because he like stuttered, stepped on the way that he was coming into rush, which is another thing I don't really remember seeing too much. Well, the much. tackle, the tackle, you know, this hasn't been talked enough about it. Is one of the better tackles in the league. He did that too. Yeah, and Cam Robinson. So uh, there obviously is a special gift. And this isn't some kid that was like a one-star coming out of high school and nobody knew about him. He went to Florida first. Yeah, and then he just had some problems, but he went to a junior college and played his ass yeah, off, and then he, and then he, went, then to he went to HBCU. But to come in and just get sacks like that. Crazy. 
you know, uh, it's very impressive. It's like all of a sudden the wide receiver shows up and he's running right by the fastest cornerbacks. Right. So what he did was, you know, so my point about it is this also fills a need. This could be something that's very solidifying. So if I were looking at the Lions and what they're doing, and I, obviously I wouldn't have a problem if they took Will Anderson because he's you know, maybe the best player available. Uh, but Carter and Barisi are two players. And you might see Miles Murphy test so well that he's going to skyrocket up above everybody. Uh, those four players right there to me are uh, that. And, and then when I look at the corners, uh, I like Cam Smith. I like Kylie Ringo a lot. The kid Gonzalez from uh, Oregon's pretty good. It's corner, inside, three technique tackle uh, is where I'm kind of identifying where the Lions probably should be going uh, with those first two picks. Now, the the last thing I, from me on the draft, and, and just talking about the quarterbacks that we had uh, that you started this episode with, and, and you said, you know, things could change. Is there anything in particular in your mind from now to when that draft takes place in April that a Bryce Young or somebody like that could could change your mind? Or is it just like you've seen enough on the field and you know what you're going to get out of these guys? Well, I think uh, uh, one of them is Levis. Yep. He uh, he just I, declared today, as a matter of fact. Well, uh, you know, honestly, Evan, I've watched this guy pretty much every one of his games. And when I watched that Vanderbilt game, that was it. All right? I mean, that was terrible. And uh, I haven't seen it. Honestly, I haven't seen it. And he is on a pretty good team. He had a good run back in Rodriguez and some things. I, I just didn't see it. I mean, I can see somebody who's obviously draftable, mm -hmm. but not, you know, franchise quarterback thing. Uh, another player that's going to be interesting, I've mentioned him a lot before, and he checks a lot of boxes. And, uh, you know, he may end up being the best quarterback in this draft. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, is uh, Tanner McKee. Uh, from Sanford. Mm -hmm. But the issue with him is he was thrown to wide receivers. Well, we both played receiver in high school. <laughs> you guys ran like us. Currently and, or uh, in high school? <laughs> yeah, in high school. Yeah. We, we both caught a few balls in high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, two slowest wide receivers in the history of Metro Detroit High School football here with you. <laughs> the passes for us to catch are those swing passes where they just kind of hand it to you. No, with me, it was always a stupid drag pass. Where, you know, one time I tried to dance in the field, and the coach goes, just find the first guy and run, try to run him over. We didn't throw you the ball to, to run it, you know. And uh, so it was like, uh, uh, you know, Stanford didn't have much talent. You know, the program was falling apart. Uh, the competition was up a little bit in the uh, Pac-12. But he was good. I watched him play. He made some nice throws. He throws on all the different platforms that you want a quarterback to throw to. He's got a deep ball. He's not mobile, though. He's a pocket passer. Uh, and he's older. He went on a Mormon mission. Uh, but he's pretty good. I'm not saying he isn't. But that would be somebody that, uh, you know, might skyrocket a little bit or might drop down. That He's going to be interested. And he might be an option. Uh, if the Lions look at their uh, quarterback situation and they want a certain type of quarterback that kind of fits into what golf does, they want somebody that might be better long-term, uh, you know, with the slot and all that, uh, Tanner McKee would be, uh, you know, the comparable. There's a lot of uh, Jared Goff and Tanner McKee. Does Stetson Bennett have an NFL future? No, <laughs> I don't believe so. 
I mean, you know he's as old as uh, Lamar Jackson. No, he's a great college quarterback. Crazy. Great. Yeah. Uh, You know, but if you look at his numbers, uh, I just got through, you know, going through the process of voting for the Heisman and all that. Uh, His numbers aren't overwhelming. You know, he's had a couple big games here. He's obviously clutch. Yeah. And uh, the formula Georgia is, you know, they did the same thing basically with Jake Fromm. So he's, uh, you know, kind of Jake Fromm like. Okay. You know, he, he distributed the ball a little better athlete, but not as good of uh, a passer. But that's kind of in the category. I'm not expecting him necessarily to get drafted. Okay. Actually, but you know, it's hard to dismiss the guy. He's been incredible. Right. That's what I say. Like he's lost one game in the last two years. It's hard to dismiss him, like you said. Um. Yeah. And and also, just to be clear, you're not against the Lions taking a quarterback later in the draft. You're just specifically saying that high with that early on pick. What I'm telling you is uh, that uh, somebody like me yeah. who spends a lot of time looking at this, it's my fun thing, all right? It's, I'd be patting myself on the back about how much hard work I'm doing for my job. In actuality, this is a lot of fun for me to go all through all these things and all these sports. Uh, it's something I'm intrigued with for whatever reason. And uh, I, I can't tell who's necessarily going to be outstanding i've come on a lot remember i talked about herbert being a great quarterback and the draft gurus were full of crap yeah. uh you know and uh, some of the other things that i've been right on with this uh alan i could see uh, all the boxes checked herbert trevor lawrence uh Tua, i wasn't that high on and and if bryce young is going to be great he's going to be great like Tua. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've read uh, about comparables, they're trying to compare him to Tyler uh, uh, Murray and uh, Russ and uh, Patrick Mahomes because they're not that tall, right? right. But uh, this is something that I point out. As far as I know, Bryce Young has no baseball background, does he? Uh, I, you know, I haven't heard about it, but no. Patrick Mahomes was a, you know, as good a baseball prospect growing up as he was football. His father was a major leaguer, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had, uh, did you know the Tigers drafted Patrick Mahomes, Pat? Yeah, they did. Actually. (laughs) I know they did. And, uh, you had a situation with, uh, um, Kyler Murray, which Kyler Murray, you know, he was, considered as good a baseball prospect. Oakland wanted him badly and all that. And uh, with Russell Wilson actually played professional baseball. Well, and hell with Kyler Murray, he was drafted fifth overall knowing that he was going to play football. (laughs) That's how crazy that one was. But he's so, you know, but here's the thing. Why those guys are shorter. Why are they able to get away with that? And what would baseball have to do with it? They're all middle infielders. And if you take a traditional football player like Matthew Stafford when he tried to do the same thing, mm-hmm. how how did it look? And Matthew Stafford actually had a baseball background too, but it was you know I heard he was a catcher like somewhere. Yeah, he he he, he played with the major leaguer. I didn't know if you knew this. His pitcher named Kershaw. I've heard it once, but or twice. The, yeah, a few times. But what is what is the key with those shorter guys like that who do that? They they make like infield baseball throws. Think about it. How do they get around the throwing lane sometimes or whatever? What's their maneuver? How do they get rid of the ball quickly? When they do it, does it look awkward? Right. They throw from different arm angles. Like a shortstop would be turning a double play. 
And uh, I don't think Bryce Young's like that. I think he, if he is a comparable, you know, he's a right-handed Tua, you know, a system guy who throws, he throws good ball. Him, uh, Stroud, throw good balls at all the different platforms, you know, short, deep, you know, they have touch. Those things aren't a problem. They're definitely, if they're taken early in the draft, it's not necessarily a, a, a stretch. I'm just telling you what I think. They don't check boxes like Josh Allen does. They don't check boxes like Herbert did. They don't check boxes like Trevor Lawrence did. They don't check boxes like Justin Fields did. You know, it's uh, it's a little bit different. You know, the thing with Stroud is uh, he again accurate passer, big time program, great kid. You know, everybody knows that. But the, here's the thing, you know, have you ever seen him escape from anybody? Not when really. he gets under duress, man, it's it's kind of like over. Yeah, you know. It's not like where you can throw on a, a thing of uh, Justin Herbert running through the entire Wisconsin defense to win the <laughs> Rose Bowl or Trevor Lawrence running through the Ohio State defense or Alabama defense like he did. Right. While they can make all the throws and they're six foot six or they're like Josh Allen. I don't know. Josh Allen, I don't think anybody knew. He, there's a tremendous competitor in there. We saw it on Thanksgiving in Detroit. And maybe one of these guys has that, but that's really hard to gauge until it actually happens. You know, because it's a whole different world in the NFL that way. Yeah. So, to me, the quarterbacks would probably uh, be something that would be out. But I do think the Lions, Evan, are on the right track. I, you know how it is. Uh, in, in your illustrious career, you screen phone calls, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden the goose starts to come out, and it's all <laughs> sweet and sugary. Yep. And now everybody thinks the Lions are the greatest thing since, uh, you know, sliced bread because they won a couple games. But it's good that a uh, six-round pick like Malcolm Rodriguez is the starter and a fourth-round pick like Amar Ross St. Brown looks like a star. He's played like a star. Yes. Uh, it's good when Ayla McNeil is a solid player in the middle of your line and you hit on a number two pick at a key position like Aiden Hutchinson and uh, – you know, there's a number of things. Uh, when you talk about Kirby Joseph and Jerry Jacobs, you know, playing in their secondary, those guys aren't too bad. I mean, you know, you know, Joseph's made some big, big time plays. I like a lot of things about what the Lions are doing right now. And I know the quarterback situation is an albatross. But uh, and uh, I expect them that of those first five picks, at some point, you got to take a quarterback. But I, I don't think it's going to be right at the top. I don't think it should be actually based on what I know, but if they do take a quarterback, I would tell you uh, that I would do this. I would be fair to see whether their evaluation is right. I mean, because, you know, Josh Allen, when they traded up for him, bills got skewered, you know, um, Mahomes, same thing. You know, people weren't expecting that it's not drafting a quarterback. It's drafting the right one and uh, maneuvering the salary cap the proper way, but Lions definitely made a lot of progress in a relatively short period of time. And uh, that's a good thing. And I wouldn't dismiss it. Yeah, either would I, I mean, it's the most optimistic I've been about the lions in a long time. And I mean, there's still reason to pause because of, you know, everything that's ever transpired with the team. But even for me to say that and say, I'm optimistic, you, you can't just say, be like, yeah, they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Like those days I think are hopefully over. Where you can just well, they bounce back twice, right? You know, from really bad starts. Now, at some point, you, you you have to get off to a good start. That becomes stale, 
but uh, there's some resiliency there uh, from this organization, the coach, the, the staff, the general manager, whatever, uh, where they don't think the Hawkinson trade was great. Yeah. That was a great trade by them. I mean, it, it really was. You know, it, it's not that Hawkinson, you know the story, man. You don't take a tight end eighth overall. If they take Michael Meyer, like number two, then I'll quit. <laughs> He's really good, though. He's really good. He is. He also declared today. Yeah. Well, everybody, yeah. I know. You're going to see that. So it's going to be a lot of fun uh, with everything coming up here in the off season. Of course, uh, the end of the season here, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, Jamison Williams starts to contribute. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just a really, uh, it's a fun time. Football's great, man. I love it, man. I just can't get a, can't get enough of it. And, uh, when the Lions win a few games or lose a few games, I don't care. I love it anyway. So, and I love the draft. So until next time, don't forget to download the odyssey.com. Don't forget, uh, to go to Apple, the iTunes store and subscribe and put uh, some nice comments there for you. If you, if you like it. We always appreciate feedback and uh, also Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. And uh, I think our logo deserves an award. Uh, I agree. either busting balls or crushing cronies or cojones. And uh, we decided <laughs> on busting balls. So, but anyway, uh, Evan, I enjoyed it. Until uh, next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.